The golden rule is the principle that we ought to treat others as we wish to be treated. It is also called the rule of reciprocity. The idea behind it is equality. If people want to be treated politely, then be polite. The idea is to act as a model of virtue, much as Jesus serves as a model for some people and how they act to others. Various expressions of this rule can be found in most religions and creeds. It is normally considered an expression of the ethics of reciprocity. Other religions are grounded in rules and the best that one can hope for is to be treated as one treats others. Even the idea of karma is a type of reciprocity carried over into the next life. The golden rule has two ways of being expressed, the positive or negative formulation. Treat others as you would like others to treat you, is the positive or directive form of the rule. Do not treat others in ways that you would not like to be treated, is the negative or prohibitive form. What you wish upon others, believe you wish upon yourself, is called the empathetic or responsive form of the rule. Reciprocity is a principle that originates to early Confucian times, 551 to 479 BCE. The idea of a golden rule appears in Buddhism, Christianity, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, Taoism, Zoroastrianism, and other major religions. The golden rule can also be found implicitly or explicitly in almost every ethical tradition. Adapted from Wikipedia Kant's moral imperative is the best-known philosophical statement of reciprocity, though instead of karmic retribution it relies more on the formation of social norms. We are to act as if our action served as a social norm. It is the biblical version that is discussed here. Matthew 7 verses 12-14 Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Unfortunately, most people dismiss this verse as just another way to encourage reciprocity. Jesus tells us to do what we would that men should do to you. At first sight, this seems similar to Kant's logical imperative. Act, says Kant, as if the action is a template for mankind's moral law. It is easy not to murder, rape or steal, as a way to do unto others as we would they do unto us, until we find it necessary to murder, rape and steal. When we feel a need to do something we originate the rationalizations to justify the exception, because we still do not wish the harm we do to fall on us. To some degree, we are all gamblers and lawyers. We think we can beat the odds or argue our case successfully. The golden rule has been distorted by the social justice movement. Men can destroy an entire population or its culture in order to implement a group's human rights. Almost anything can be justified by making a human rights argument. The liberal social agenda turned the golden rule into a prescription for violence. Do unto others anything that would affect your social agenda, is the new version. When human rights are at stake, there are no boundaries to what is not allowed. Dr. Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi understood the evil that could be unleashed in the name of the good. This is why both preached nonviolence. Indeed, it has been said more evil has been done in the name of good than has been unleashed directly. The church was conceived of as a way for mankind to live out the golden rule. 
It was not designed to be the ethical authority it wishes to be. The logic is inescapable. The implementation of the Golden Rule spells the end of ethical directives. The Golden Rule requires us to question what we would do were we given the power of a god, then reverse this and give others this power. Obviously, we want the actions of others to reflect our preferences. We do not want to be given pork to eat if we do not like pork, nor do we want to be invited on a cruise if we fear going on the water. Neither do they, by this we mean, the other. The golden rule was elaborated by Paul in 1 Corinthians 8. We act as we would were we the other, so as not to cause moral issues for another. The golden rule requires us to customize our actions to the preferences of others. It is easy to say this, but to do it on a daily basis requires a lot of faith. The institutions of man are designed to eliminate the need for faith and therefore make moot the golden rule, at least any sustained application of it. Direct barter is as everyone knows, problematic and inefficient, but they eliminate the need to trust anyone to any degree. You give me butter and I give you eggs, and the deal is done. Even wage workers only have to trust their boss for a week and the boss need not trust his employees at all. But facilitating trade by the addition of an asset-based currency creates its own problems. Formal markets utilize monetized commodities as a means of exchange. An example of a monetized commodity would be gold coinage or digital bank accounts or even fiat currency. These forms of exchange are all commodified assets issued in multiples of one to be used as a means of exchange. This means the monetary unit is as much a product as what it is exchanged for. The problem we encounter when gold is used as a currency is the problem common to all assets that are turned into a means of exchange. It is just that these problems are most visible when dealing with gold because of its high demand value. If a supplier floods the market with gold, there is a plentiful supply for coins. But people like to hoard gold or anything which has scarcity value. This means gold will always be taken out of circulation and used as an investment. As the supply is reduced by hoarding, the commodity value of gold increases. Hoarding results in more and more gold being taken out of circulation as scarcity increases. The state might release more gold as it issues more gold coins. This influx of coins will create cyclic swings in the price of gold and constant disruptions in the economy. There has to be predictability in markets. If we require others to give us a fair price on the goods and services they sell us, we must do the same. Without predictability it is not possible to set prices in a reasonable way. To live by the golden rule is to live radically different from a world that lives in fear. But to have faith in a system that exposes us all to the worst impulses of man is not sustainable. To live by the golden rule is to live outside of the liberal system. The church is required to separate from fear. The radicalization of the church is the establishment of a separate way of life based on the golden rule. To radicalize the church requires the church defeat fear by works of faith. The only true radical is the moral radical the radical that is pure of heart and full of faith. Radicalism might even be considered the fruit produced by works of faith. As we do what is right, we must be perfected in the forge of radicalism. No one wants to pay our costs or subsidize our lies. We ought not be forced to pay the costs of others.
The outcome of the golden rule is a radical faith and the absence of fear. If we want others to pay our bills, then pay theirs. But no one wants their bills paid under that policy. If we would have others pay their bills, then we ought to have no problem paying our own. If you want others to pay for what they take from you, pay for what you take from them. That is the golden rule. It is radical because it is pure. The golden rule permits no graduated fuzziness or subjective interpretation. If in doubt, do what you want the other person to do. If you cannot figure out what you want from them, then do not make choices on what you will do. It's that simple and that radical.